This is an AMI podcast. Double Tap Canada. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. This is the show that somehow manages to make it on air every single week, except for last week. Who knew? Anyway, hello. Uh, I'm Stephen Scott, and with me this week, I've got Tim Schwartz, who's back with us after a very festive period. Happy New Year, Tim Schwartz. Happy New Year, Stephen Scott. How are you? I am lovely. Uh, and uh, Sean Priest is also here. Happy New Year. You've survived. I've survived. I've got to be honest. I know you're trying your best, Stephen, but you do sound like you've um, parted hard in 2018. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? People say that. They say, oh, you, you sound like you've been parting like a, you know, it was 1983 or whatever the song <laughs> says. Um, but no, honestly, I, I, all I've been doing is eating and eating. And I think that's eating. what we've all been doing, <laughs> and that's what that's what kind of killed us in some way. And my neighbour, I, I saw him the other day, and he said, "Oh, I have to, I have to go in. My stomach's really sore." And I thought, "Is this is this just the way it is now that everybody just eats to submission?" Because I think, I mean, I live in Scotland, and I have to say, in Scotland, we're very good at alcohol poisoning. Um, and <laughs> no generalisations <laughs> no, there, but, but yes, I'll be honest, it's fairly reasonable assertion. I, th- I think most people would be annoyed if I didn't say that. Um, Whereas, you know, now it seems it's a chocolate addiction that's taken over. People are trying to be healthier. That's what it is. They've given up the drink and they said, what can we do instead? Let's eat ourselves into submission with chocolate. It's obscene, the amount I did eat. And you don't, you just keep eating. You just don't stop. But, you know, it's once a year. You've got to enjoy yourself. That's what I say. So what was it like for you, Tim? I know you've got a, a daughter, six years old, Alyssa, and uh, I can only imagine it was an absolute joy. Joy, nightmare. Yeah, you know, tomato, tomato. No, um, <laughs> no. He was, the, me, uh, he was me segueing you in there for a beautiful story of American <laughs> Christmas. And oh, instead well. you give me... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. No. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, actually, it, it is it is nice as as any parent would know that you know that time of of year when you've got a six year old, you know, and the Christmas magic and all that, and uh, just experiencing through her eyes. Yes, it is actually a beautiful Christmas story, and and it is wonderful seeing her excitement and all that. That being said, also as a parent, it's quite exhausting, uh, and so I need the chocolate and the cake and the snacks and the alcohol and the oh any (laughs) excuse yes any excuse but now i've (laughs) got to get better and fix it because i i've i've eaten my weight and chocolate and snacks so now i i need to cut it cut it all out yeah i have to say i'm kind of worried that you know we we have a deal here with with the ami and we're here till september I'm kind of wondering if we're going to make it to September. You know, I, I don't know how it works if, if we break our contract by us all being dead. Um, <laughs> it's like last man standing, isn't it? At least one of us has got to make it till September. I don't think it's going to be me. <laughs> the three of us have said this for, well, I don't know. I think we've said this since the day we all met, that we're all going to get better and we're going to lose weight and all the rest. And Sean's going to join a gym and all this stuff. And then today, Timmy tells us he's going to join a gym. Is this true? It is true. I, and now, see... It's true because I've looked it up on Google, my local gym. So for me, that is basically my first day. That's my first visit, looking at, looking at it on a website. Googling makes it true. Wow. Okay. 
look, you've got to plan these things. You know what it is? It's, it's okay. So let me try and see it on Street View. Sorry, and work out where the door is. Let me get um, turn by turn directions. I can't walk it. I'm going to have to get a bus. So I've got to figure out. Blind the... card. I am playing the blind card, but it's true. It takes me so long to. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm opening up my soul to you, Stephen. Please, please don't mm. damage me. I'm. I'm not interested. <laughs> it takes. I've got to be a brave boy and go. It's. It's. If I get on the bus and the bus driver is a bit of a, um, you know, if it doesn't go well, that's one thing. Got to find the, the place. Receptionist. If they're a little bit off with me, it just. Uh, that's it. At every step, there's a danger of me turning around and going home and getting a Big Mac. Sean the snowflake. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> oh well i'm hoping that some new tech will help because i know you did get an apple watch so i guess you're kind of hoping that you can get into that and you've got your new apple watch tim and i've got yes. mine so maybe we should start there maybe that's a good place to start a very good place to start start with the three rings i've got to say look just keeping track of things like that it does make a difference especially when you start sharing the results with each other mm. Stephen still hasn't accepted mm-hmm. that by nope. the way but fake news me and Can't tim are, <laughs> me and tim are sharing and you know we're not doing much at the moment but that's because it's christmas this month we are going to uh oh, it's going to be 12 miles a day i can i can feel it tim i i, I don't know about 12 miles a day sean good for you on that but no it's it's gonna tim's trying to work out what that is in kilometers yeah. he's like, uh, hang on what i've already yeah. been trying to convert my pounds to stone just so i can you know understand that better um yeah. and it actually sounds like a better number i like the stone number better than the pounds number it's much yeah, less it's, it's isn't a whole I like lot that. less like, but because uh, it's this thing with pounds it's like oh 300 pounds oh, i don't like that but you say oh, 11 stone oh that's not bad <laughs> i'm just I, i'm measuring myself based upon you know unit measurement whatever's the lowest number <laughs> yeah i'm only uh three quarters of a ton that's not bad it's like i always like to I, if i want to think of myself as rich i think of the the poorest country i can think of with the highest interest rate and you know just convert all my money to that and think well look, look how much money i've got i've got millions in the bank no but but you are right i am looking to tech to help yeah. me with this and a fitness tracker whether it be a fitbit or in my case now the Apple Watch. Um, I gotta say, I do love the Apple Watch. It's it's great for starting workouts, and uh, I've used it for. I have taken a few long walks, and I've used it for that, and it seems to work really well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually getting to a gym if that ever happens, and and trying it out properly. Yeah, I've definitely turned the tech to in the new year with the Apple Watch. I've finally got my smart water bottle off the advice of Stephen, and uh, used Amazon on, don't, to don't blame me. <laughs> okay, I'll blame your wife then, um, <laughs> okay. since she wanted it. <laughs> I've used Amazon to purchase a whole bunch of other healthy things, snacks and stuff. So I'm I'm trying. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, look, <laughs> we've got to start somewhere, haven't we? And that's, I think, in some ways, maybe for us, and you know, our lovely listeners will come along with us on this, I'm sure. But you know, I, I think for us, you know, th- this is, you know, you talk about you, you hear kids nowadays, and they all use the phrase "matter of life and death." And you know, my, you know, I thought my life was over. <laughs> this is a matter of life and death with us so you know we may not make it to september if we don't do something serious so i think you know for us maybe tech is the answer because you know let's be honest about it i i do not like the idea of going to these um weight watchers slimming classes you know where you have to stand up in front of 
you know, some patronising person who says, oh, well done, you've lost two pounds this week. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, well done. What are you doing it in you that know? voice for? You're so dismissive. I mean, it's all about supporting oh, each other, them. Stephen, honestly. No, this is, these are not supportive groups. These are people, the, the cliques, the ton of cliques, <laughs> everyone ends up hating you. Um, or Again, we apologise to the people at Weight Watchers. They're never going to be a sponsor <laughs> yes. now. Thank you. No, look, I, I, for people who love it, for people who, because I think that's the thing, it's, it's what's right for you. And Back Weight Watchers might be right for someone. <laughs> um, crying in a corner is good for me. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I prefer I prefer to live my own misery. I don't like to share it, uh, except for you two. Uh, I was going to say, wait a minute, you share it with us all the time. <laughs> and on air, obviously. Yeah. And on air with the public, yes. You're all my family. Um, but anyway, look. So we're kind of we're here this week because we were told to be here. Um, so you know, hi, Emma. and of course we want to be. And yeah, we want to be well, here. What are you talking about? Well, you say that, but you know, let's yeah, be honest about of. it. I've still okay. got a few boxes of Maltesers left. I could raffle through, and <laughs> you know, there's a couple of box sets and stuff. And I'm sitting here with Deadpool too. I still haven't seen it. Um, it's a disgrace. I've, we we started watching this thing on Netflix, and I've got to say, you know, look, Netflix. I I just think. When it comes to audio description, they are just on top. I mean, they are yes. just incredible. And they're um, compromising all my time. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, so you end up with all your time taken away by these shows. And I I rarely, if I'm honest, will sit and watch a box set all the way through. I'll maybe, you know, watch a couple of episodes one night, then do another. But we put one on the other night called You. Um, and it's just arrived, only arrived in the last week or so. It is really good. It's all about this guy who gets obsessed with a girl and then he sort of hacks into her Facebook. Well, in fact, he doesn't even hack into it because everything she does is public and she kind of, you know, her whole world is available for him and, you know, because her photos are tagged, he can tell where she lives. And it's just, it actually, Oof. there's two things in this. One is it's a brilliant story. Creepy. But secondly, it's utterly terrifying. Um, yep. And, you know, it kind of leads mm-hmm. me to a story I saw uh, in the New York Times. Um, when I say that, it makes it sound like, you know, I peruse the New York Times of a morning. I don't. Um, but I did spot this story because I was I was digging around whilst we were off. And I was, I was just, this story fascinated me. Um, and it got very little coverage because of uh, Tim's friend, Donald. Um, oh, and, no, I am going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the story was essentially that uh, companies, a number of companies actually, including Amazon and Netflix, were being given access to Facebook accounts. So they were actually being able to go in and look at data. And and, and the purpose of this really was so that if, say, for example, Amazon or Netflix saw a comment about their service that eh, didn't really fit in with their brand, like, this is terrible, it's the worst thing ever then they would have the permission by Facebook to delete that comment or take it away. No way. Yeah. Fake news, surely. How can Terrible. that be allowed? Well, this is this is what's so shocking about it. And it's more shocking, I guess, that we're not hearing about it more in the mainstream news. But, of course, you know, let's be frank about it. All the journalists are away home for dinner. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, we'll be back once they've sobered up. But um, it is unfortunately true that these companies are getting hands-on data and it's free i mean it's not even as if facebook had been selling this data they were giving this data away and it was another indictment on the company um you know what are they doing with our data how free and easy are they with it to other companies now you can see well the only purpose of this is so that amazon can keep their name good you know that's the purpose of this but it does start to 
make you worry how much data they have access to. We don't know exactly the extent of it. Was it was it every single aspect of the account? Was it just the comments? Was it, you know, if they could only do a search on their terms? I don't know. But the fact that they're able to delete messages, that's worrying. Um, yeah, that part I really don't like. If if they're if they're able to access data, and it's in the terms and conditions where you understand that they're allowed to access data, they can see comments, good or bad, likes or or whatever else, good or bad, and your know, ratings, anything like that. I don't know that I mind that as long as we're aware that mm. that's happening. But to be able to delete what they want to, especially negative comments. I don't like that. I can understand as a company wanting access to the data to know what the public really feels because that's the, a good way for them to get information about their products. But yeah, they shouldn't be allowed to delete of course things. Not. I think you bring up a fantastic point there that, that these companies actually, when you sign up for a lot of these services, you are giving away a lot of your data. I don't think everyone always realizes yep. it, though it is becoming more commonplace. You are giving away access to this data. But for a, a third person, party company to be able to manipulate any of your posts or or whatever that seems a step uh step too far i just almost feels yeah illegal. Well, yeah well this is the interesting thing right because the legality question comes up but i guess arguably we are giving away our data as sean, as sean says so we're giving this data to companies like facebook and twitter and instagram you know i was watching that show and i mean i know it's a tv show but you know, the premise of it isn't far off. You know, people can. I mean, this was a guy who, in this series anyway, he was a you know a stalker. Yeah. He wanted to stalk this girl, find out everything he could about her. He could find out where she lived. But you know, I was watching it, thinking, "There's nothing he's doing in this that looks sci-fi to me. This is all real world. This <laughs> yes, this is stuff is. you could do." Yeah. And it does beg the question. I mean, for example, he said um, at one point you know, thank goodness she's put all her networks to public. So that means that everything that she's posting is going to everybody in the world. Anyone who wants to see it can see it. Um, so even a simple setting like changing from public to private or even friends, um, you know, that that makes a big difference. I mean, you know, I remember when even starting with this and, and you know, when Facebook started to get bigger and bigger and I could see the new settings coming in and I was always very into kind of going in and looking at the settings and one that always stuck out for me was the the friends of friends could see what you post. So if I posted something in my circle, then someone else, say Sean, retweets or reposts or whatever, say on mm -hmm. Facebook, for example, likes it um, or comments on it, then everyone in your circle will be able to see what I've written and everything else. So everything I've written in that post, the original post, the comments and everything else, yeah, you can see it and so can your friends. Now imagine there's someone in your friends list that I don't really get on with. I wouldn't really talk to. I wouldn't really you know, have any conversation with. But they can see things I'm writing. And it, yeah. and it hit home for me because I was talking to someone one day and they said, did you have a nice time wherever you were? And I said, yeah, how did you know I was there? And I said, oh, I was on Facebook. Someone <laughs> liked your post, so therefore I could see it. Wow. And that, that kind of thing terrifies me. And the way the way I say it to people is, if you imagine sitting on a bus, here's my analogy of the year. This is my first one of oh, 2019. I've, I've missed them. I'll oh. be honest with you. Oh. My bag of analogies is here. <laughs> so here's one I've plucked out for you. Um, so my analogy for this, uh, for Facebook is, imagine sitting on a bus and uh, you know, you're sitting there and you're minding your own business and suddenly this kind of unkempt guy 
comes along, big beard and all the rest, bit un Tim. How dare you? <laughs> you're, you're sitting there and the unkempt guy sits down and he says, um, by the way, I love this photo of you. And he proceeds to show you a picture of you in on holiday or, or in your house or whatever and says, I, I love that. And, and it was interesting you took that just up the road. That's Facebook. That's it. That is someone who you don't know getting access to your data, being able to look at your private information as much as you're putting out there. You think it's private, but it's not. It's as public as a newspaper. And that's what I don't think people are grasping. And I think in 2019, that is going to be one of the biggest stories of this year is our data, what we're doing with it, and actually whether or not we're happy with this because what we did see at the end of last year was the share price for Facebook go down. Um, that doesn't mean a huge amount at this point in time, but it but it is an interesting change. People aren't quite as confident in these companies as perhaps they once were. Well, and the thing is, as much control as we do now have over our own privacy on these social media platforms and our own data to prevent, say, friends of friends seeing things, you can spend maybe 20, 30 minutes and really tweak your settings so finely that you can prevent anybody and anybody from seeing whatever you want them to see or not and really you know get that whittled down to certain groups of friends acquaintances you can have a restricted list so people can only see maybe certain posts that you flag you know for specifically for them you can really tweak your settings well but that's for public you know viewing for friends for friends of friends for just the random person off the street what are we doing about these companies, like you said, with Amazon and Netflix and others? We don't have a setting for that to say we don't want them to access our data. And that, I think, is going to be the big thing. We can control the public, the people, but as far as I know right now, we can't stop these companies. No. And and that, I think, is something that, that people are going to get more and more annoyed, seems so mild to say, but annoyed about and frustrated over the Cambridge Analytica, you know, thing that's that was um that i think that was the, the start of it all it just showed people how much info is out there and the comp and what companies will do to get hold of it yeah i think this is going to be interesting time this year especially for facebook by you know i think we come at it from a different viewpoint because we are older you know you're maybe 17 or 18 at the moment and you're sitting in school or you're going into college and your whole life has been Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And you've you've grown up in a world where this is the norm. So do you care as much? Do you really care? In the sense that, you know, terrible tragedies happen in our world all the time. And most people just pay them lip service. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's happening over there. It's not really our problem. It's not in front of you. It's not affecting you directly. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. And, you know, well, it's the price you pay. So, you know... And I, I think people have got such a blasé attitude about it. I did for a while, and, and then, you know, I started to meet people who would tell me things about things I'd posted, and I'm thinking, oh, how did you read that? And it just became clear to me that these companies have a bigger hold over us than we realize, and that we need to take more care with our data. But, you know, the simplest answer is just delete the whole thing. And yes. the, the, I know there's a lot of campaigns on at the moment to delete Facebook and all the rest. Um but that is a problem as well because, you know, I mean, I don't use it as much, I guess, for, for friendship. But I do use it for, um, you know, local groups or societies I'm involved in or, you know, things that are going on. It's just a handy tool that way. I much prefer Twitter, if I'm honest. Um, With whatever service you use, it's it's a a balance between are you happy 
you know, with the service and convenience it gives you, are you happy to give up that amount of data, that amount of your privacy? It's mm. um, it's a fine line. Yeah, as much as I'd like to join a boycott, maybe and delete my Facebook account, like you said, Stephen, I, I don't know that I could just because not well, not just because of friends and family that I still am able to connect with on there, but as you say, all the other groups, different Facebook groups, blindness groups, tech groups, whatever it might be, and those are still pretty active, and I get a lot of information from there, get a lot of news from there, and so it would be you know, tricky to give that up. Could I get it other places? Maybe, but I mean, we've kind of settled into this comfort zone of this is where we get our news this is where we find our friends and talk to our family and, and all that kind of thing. And to give it up is difficult, but that's where I go back to saying, if you're not going to give it up or join a boycott or what have you, then go into your settings and, and check the privacy, check your data settings and tweak them the best you can and protect yourself. Don't take it for granted. Yeah, it is scary stuff, and you know you you've got to be so careful. But you know what? At the same time, the show you on Netflix was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot um, about that. <laughs> I mean, it was really good, and you know the audio description on it was second to none, as always. So um, yeah, that's that's you know aside all this, and you know the good thing is that I generally write good comments, so mine don't get deleted by Netflix, so it's good. Um, right, look, we've got a break coming up, but before that, I just want to um, talk a bit about christmas and what we all got so um tim what did you get for christmas oh my goodness i got i got a lot of good stuff actually a lot of the things that were on my list showed up under the christmas tree thankfully um of course not really for christmas but for me for christmas we we already said the apple watch series four i mentioned the smart water bottle that i got so this is a water bottle that when you fill it it syncs with an app on my my iPhone and it knows how much water is in the bottle. And then as I drink water from the bottle, it then can track that within the app. I have it set up to remind me if I haven't taken a drink in a while and I'm way behind how much I should be drinking for the day. It will now I can't see it, but the the bottle itself will glow or flash lights Ooh. on the side. So, of course, my daughter will remind me and say, Daddy, your, your your bottle's blinking. You need to take a drink. So I may turn that off, uh, to be very honest. Um, but I do what get were we just saying about technology t- getting into our lives and taking over? Exactly. Bottle <laughs> needs, blinking at you. Who needs reminding to drink? No, 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 I no, mean, no, no, no. What, what world are we living no, in? No, no, no. I think that's a great idea. It's I a do. great thing because I often have had issues with dehydration. I don't sweat. And so I've actually had to go to the hospital a couple times this past year. Uh, because of dehydration. Can I ask, where does it where does it go? The the uh, yeah, I I've often wondered that myself. Actually, I've asked the doctors. I haven't really gotten a, an answer on that since I don't sweat. I'm like, where do the toxins go? Because you sweat out the toxins. If I'm not sweating them, where 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 are they going? Um, I don't know that we want to go there on air. Quite honestly, to answer that question fully. No. This has turned into a medical tap. <laughs> Embarrassing um, bodies. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, my smart water bottle with the app will notify me, hey, you've not, you're, you're way behind in your goal for the day on how much water you want to drink. You need to take a drink. So that that's a nice little gift I got. Um, geez, what else? Uh, I, I got a blender. So on the... Uh, on the side of trying to get healthier, I got a smart blender, which actually is, I don't have any idea how this works yet. I haven't figured it out, but somehow when you add, say, you know, whatever you're adding to the blender, fruits, vegetables, whatever it is, it will actually track what you're putting in 
put it to an app on your phone and track the nutrition contents of what is in the blender. And so wow. then you can track your food that, that you've put into this blender. And I can make smoothies and, and all kinds of other things with it. I also got a sandwich maker so I can uh, make waffles and pancakes. No, and uh, and sandwiches. <laughs> it's got several different trays that I can swap out so I can I can make uh, hot sandwiches in there and, and do that very easily. Um, I got a smart button for myself that I'm still playing around with, but I shouldn't call it a smart button, but it's a recordable button about the size of Amazon buttons. And I'll get to those in a minute where you can actually switch it to record mode, hit the button, hold it in for up to 30 seconds to record a message. And then when you're finished, hit switch it to a play mode and you can play back the message. So if you want to you know, have a, have a message sent, you know, that you can put on the counter or refrigerator and have somebody else hear it, you know, somehow or another, or you need to get a message to somebody and you're not there for whatever reason, you can record a message on this uh, little device. It was only like $10. So it's not too bad. Cool. Yeah. And then I did, as I mentioned, got Amazon buttons for the Amazon echo. So we've got four of those now that we can play games using the buttons. So my daughter has discovered she can play tennis uh, with this. There's a, what is it? Red light yellow light, green light. So she can play that kid's game. There's card games. There's uh, quiz games. You can buzz in. Whoever buzzes in first gets to answer the question, all those kind of things. There's um, museum, or not museum, like haunted house kind of games, all kinds of different things you can do with these Amazon buttons to, to more interactively play games on your Amazon Echo. Wow. I mean, how much of a good boy were you last year? This is How much stuff did you get? A very good boy, and that's not even everything. I, I'm leaving out a couple things, but that, wow. that's a lot of it. I got socks and pants. Moving on. Uh, actually, I didn't get any socks or pants. I got a little trophy from my daughter that said, world's greatest dad. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Actually, I want to talk about the Amazon buttons because I know both of you got Amazon buttons this year, all for the purpose of having great fun with the family over Christmas. And how did that actually work out then? I loved it. We had a lot of fun with it. We I actually went to a website that lists every app or I should say every skill that works on Amazon Echo that uses Amazon buttons. And there was probably six or seven web pages, you know, kept hitting next, 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 and uh, finding all these skills that I could enable for buttons. I was actually quite amazed at how many there were. I think at last look, there was like 240 skills that were designed specifically to be used with Amazon buttons, uh, baseball game, football game, soccer, tennis, like I said, a lot of quiz games, a lot of, uh, you know, trivial pursuit type games and, and buzz in question and answer games. Um, and we love it. My, my daughter and I, and even my wife, we've all had a really good time with it. What about actually setting them up? I mean, because basically, so these are separate. You've got your Amazon Echo smart speaker there and or whatever Amazon device you've got. And you've got these separate little buttons and they're Bluetooth connected, aren't they? They are connected by Bluetooth. You can set up to four per device and they are specific to a device. So if you set it up with one Echo and you want to set it up with another Echo or Dot or what have you, you have to set them up again with that particular device. So they are device-specific, just like any other Bluetooth yeah. setting for that that individual device. Um, but I believe, you, yes, you can go in and do it in the app and set it up, but you can ask Lady A to set up the buttons, and she will have you tap it, and then once you tap it, she will seek it out and uh, add it, and then you can add, like I said, up the four buttons. And then when you launch a skill for the first time, it will say, you know, push the button, uh, however many players you have, push the button and it will give you, you know, however many seconds to push as many buttons as you may have 
playing in that particular game, whether, you know, one all the way up to four. And then that skill will then recognize that you've got those buttons. And uh, from what I'm told, they will be different colors. So like green, red, you know, yeah. purple, whatever it is, uh, when they when they light up. And then they can do different things and light up. There's somewhere if it, you know, you wait for the colors to cycle through. And when you see a red color, you have to hit the button Boom. and hit it before the other person. Yeah, I know it's a very visual <laughs> game that I am not happy about because I can't play it. Um, the horse racing game had something like that where you would hit the button over and over again to, to make the horse go. But then if there was something to jump over, you had to hit the button when it turned a certain color to jump. Well, that didn't do anything for me. Um, But yeah, the setup was actually very easy. I didn't even bother doing it in the app. It was all done with the Echo device and was was very simple. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your Echo buttons. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Not so much for for Mr. Scott, huh? Terrible. Awful. Wow. And I'll tell you why after this. Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada. Welcome back. It's Double Tap Canada. It's Tim, Sean, and Stephen here with you today. And uh, we're getting back into the swing after a, uh, well, hectic festive period, I think is safe to say. Um, I have eaten my weight in everything. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like I am carrying around a double-decker bus in my stomach at the moment. I probably have eaten one of those. I've eaten everything else. Um Anyway, we were talking about Echo Buttons just before the break. So now you're eating Grand Theft Auto. Yes, I'm eating the game, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But, uh, yeah, speaking of games, Echo Buttons, yeah, we bought six of these Echo Buttons. Wow. Well, there were six of us around the table, and we thought, right, okay, so we'll get six of them. And on the morning, the only day, and this is just typical, but the, the, the only time I had to set them up was Christmas morning. And I thought, well, that's perfect, because Christmas morning, I can set them up, um, everyone's arriving, I'll be doing this in the corner, you know, it'll all be fine. So <laughs> no there I am, yeah, what could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Uh, so on the morning, I get up and we're kind of milling around. It's about half past ten by this point in the morning, and uh, everyone's arriving about twelve. So there I am. I've noticed the first thing is that in order to get the battery compartment off, you have to unscrew something first. So you've got to unscrew a little screw to get into the battery compartment. So that was the first challenge, finding a yep. screwdriver that fitted. Um, that was fun, Tim. Um, yes. So there was that, and then uh, stuck the, the batteries in, and that was fine. They started lighting up, and I have to say, quite a sharp LED light that burnt out the rest of my retina. Um <laughs> Upon first press, but slight um, exaggeration, I, I feel ever so slight, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a bright light on it, which I thought actually that's not too bad, at least you know you've pressed it. So I then, of course, did what I always do, which is then think, right, how is this actually going to work? How do I set these things up? So I did a quick Google search, got a YouTube video, which basically did ex- or suggested exactly what you said, Tim, which was just ask Lady A to do it for us. Um, so I did, and she said, sorry, I'm having trouble connecting right now. Oh, oh, maybe it's a, maybe it's a bit of a problem. (laughs) I'll, I'll give it a minute. And then suddenly all nine, nine now of my echoes around the house just kept repeating, sorry, can't connect right now. (laughs) Do you know what? Okay. So did mine. I totally forgot about that Christmas day. All of mine went down. And they did for the most of the UK and some of Europe as well. So basically all of our echo systems just became completely unresponsive. Now, the thing is, <laughs> I've I've planned this. I've built a playlist so we can have music in the house. 
uh, you know, playing everywhere. And it wasn't working properly because when you start playing a song everywhere, it would only play one song in your playlist and it would just stop. Yep. So you were constantly having to nip into another room and say, come on, try again, <laughs> you know, giving it little kind of shakes and encouragement, a little tap on the head saying, oh, please, cleaning its microphones, um, <laughs> trying everything to make it work. And uh, no, it just wouldn't do it. And by about three o'clock, three or four o'clock in the afternoon, it started working again, by which point I couldn't care less about <laughs> buttons. So they were pushed to the side. I was a bit annoyed, but um, I blame partly myself because if I'd done it the night before, it wouldn't have been a problem. But uh, no, yes. it, it does sound good fun, though. It does sound good fun. But you still couldn't play anything because the whole... See, this this shows up the, the limitations or the weakness in mm. all of this. I mean, it was like being a caveman Christmas Day. Nothing was working. I was... Oh, it was terrible. But no wonder. I mean, no one. Let's be honest. I mean, everybody's been buying these dots. And, exactly. And Black Friday, that's what I blame. Yeah. Everybody's opening these things up, <laughs> turning them on, and, you know, that's it. They've crashed everything out because there's so many people connecting them for the first time. Uh, and that's a real problem. You know, that is a real problem with these things. But um, it, it does, you're right, it highlights a problem because, you know, I've invested a lot of my technology in this. Yes. Uh, through this particular lights wouldn't come on or off um (laughs) you know couldn't turn the heating on or off i couldn't um you know i couldn't obviously set up the buttons or anything you know so these were um it was was a challenging time let's just say well hang on hang on then so you you said the buttons were terrible so since then have you tried them no right okay so we don't know if the have you met steven we we don't know if the buttons are (laughs) terrible then it's just the buttons buttons aren't terrible i'm sure they're wonderful um I just haven't done anything with them yet. They're currently lying upside down in a drawer somewhere. So eventually they will come out next Christmas, maybe. Anyway, um, so Sean, other than socks and, and um, undergarments, anything else? <laughs> um, no, well, of course, my main gift was the Apple Watch. And I've, I've got to say, I am still loving the Apple Watch. Um, it's, a, it's a really tricky one because people keep asking me, why why is, do you like it? What's so good about it? Why... When you've got the the iPhone always with you, what difference does it make having this Apple Watch on your wrist? And I still don't really have an answer. <laughs> but yeah. the truth is that I use it every day. Um, I'm using my iPhone far less. My screen time is really good now. It's gone down like 50%. Um, it's easy to just quickly go through your notifications when they come through dismiss them when you want as i said the fitness side of it i think is really good the the battery life which is one of my main concerns i always thought having to charge it at the end of every day is a nightmare totally ridiculous but you don't the battery life is amazing what i tend to do is i take it off and put it on to charge jump in the shower and then when I come out, it's virtually at 100% again. It charges so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it lasts for a long time. I haven't noticed any real issues with battery at all. I can go a, uh, you know, a day and a half, maybe two days, depending on how, how much I use it. But it's great. i got to say, I love the Apple Watch. And as to why I love it, I just don't know. Well, <laughs> this is a topic we're going to come back to, I'm sure, a lot. Um, so... Let's do that. Let's come back to that topic because I think both of you will have a lot to say, especially you, Tim, coming from Series 1 Apple Watch to Series 4. That's a bit of a jump. Yep. The one thing that always sticks out in my mind is the comments that Apple themselves made, which were that, you know, this is the Apple Watch they really wanted to create. This is the one 
this is it. You know, this is the version that if they were trying yeah. for this on day one, this is what they would have achieved. Um, so, yeah, big difference. Anyway, on to me, because, you know, there's more important matters to discuss here. Of course, it's always about you. Absolutely. Um, so what did I get for Christmas, Stephen? I hear you not ask. Well, um, here's what I got for Christmas. I got an apple. Now it was, oh, yeah, typical. Who'd have thought? Something with an apple badge on it. Uh, an apple HomePod. Wow. Now, you are the speaker king. Let's let's be fair. You've got a Sonos already, haven't you? Sonos 5? I now have more Sonos kit and Amazon speakers and speakers for my studio. I have more speakers than, than I will ever need in my life. You could stage a festival at your house. <laughs> I know you could. You could have a concert at my house with the amount of music that's, that's available here. Um, yeah, I've got Sonos. I've got two Sonos Play 5s. I've got a Play 1. Um, I've got all the Amazon Echoes and the Echo Dots as well. I've got the KRK speakers that I use for my studio, but um, you wouldn't use them for music enjoyment. That's not really what they're for. No. But, um, yeah, the HomePod is... Here we go. Now, because the HomePod is, you know, the quality of the sound. That's the HomePod selling point. So I'm really interested. Well, Mm -hmm. I am an audiophile. I am obsessed with good quality audio. And I put the Sonos Play 5, which is... I would say the most appropriate speaker to put next to the HomePod, um, side by side, and I have to say I can't tell them apart. Wow! Which is the best compliment I guess I can give because I have to say Sonos did a fantastic job with the Play Five. Um, it is like an incredible speaker. What I will say though is the thing that in my mind, edges the HomePod forward a little bit further. I mean, I mean both fabulous speakers. They sound incredible. Um, that is, without a doubt, from my years, you know, I, I listen to a lot of music, the highest quality I can get, so which now is flack. Or 320-bit um, rate. <laughs> here we go again. Utter nonsense. Fake news. Um, no, flack, which is the best audio quality you'll get, basically CD-equivalent audio, Um I've ripped a lot of my CDs in that. I've got CDs from Adele, um, Ed Sheeran, you know, those kind of artists, which the music is, is very yeah. vibrant and alive, um, great voice and all that. So that's what I tested it with. And um, wow, it is just incredible. You hear you hear things in songs you didn't hear before. And that's what stood out for me. I could hear instruments in the background of the HomePod that I was thinking... That it almost sounded like the song was different. It sounded like a different song because I was yeah. hearing so much out of it. And the speaker is not big. It's not a big speaker. But it, by goodness, it packs a punch. Um, it is incredible. And, you know, for, for easy listening music, I am a big country music fan. You know, so a lovely piano ballad <laughs> goes down well with me. Um, you know, so that, it, it just sounds clean. It sounds beautiful. The voices are rich. Um, you then move on to maybe a pop song from, say, Jess Glynn or someone, and, you know, it's bouncing away, and you've got the heavy bass that comes with it. It seems to be the only speaker I've found that seems to know the type of song it's playing and make itself available to be the best it can be at that point. Whereas some speakers, you listen to a piano ballad, and then you listen to a rock song, and it just sounds like something's lost somewhere. It's either too heavy on the piano ballad, and therefore it's kind of perfect for the rock song, but it doesn't seem to be able to balance itself out. This one does. Um, the speaker quality is good. 
the assistant is very good as well. I, I, I did something earlier, it didn't work with, we were doing this before we started the show, I was going to demo just quickly how it does it. But you can say, for example, things to it like, how does, you know, what's this song that goes like this? And then you sing a bit of the song and it tells you what the song is. It sort of figures it out from your singing, which is incredible. Um, it, uh, you know, obviously has a lot of smart functions to it, not as many as, as Lady A or Google Home. Um, and I'm in a position where I've got all three of them sitting here. So I've got Siri, I've got Lady A, and I've got the Google Home sitting there. I have to say, I don't talk to Google Home very much. I think it feels kind of out the loop. Almost that friend at the party that's never asked to dance. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because there was a recent article, wasn't there, which rated, asked each of these voice assistants 800 questions. And, of course, the Google came out on top. Yeah. Uh, and But surprisingly, Siri came second over the uh, Lady A, which, you know, you wouldn't think in a, a thousand no, years. No, you wouldn't. But, you know, in terms of sound quality, top notch. And uh, we'll do some, t- t- we'll, te- we'll, we'll try and do some tests. It's always hard to do it in the radio, um, but we will try. Um, but I think with, with the three, it was interesting. Someone sent me a message the other day um, to, to the show and they said, so I'm thinking about getting a smart speaker, but I really like the HomePod. And I'm kind of struggling to think, yeah, but, you know, the HomePod versus the cost of the Amazon devices, obviously you can get a lot more for your money. And, you know, can can she do more than the other one? And it's like, well, I think I'm at the stage where I'm thinking, actually, and if you, it's, I don't know whether you can afford it or not, but, you know, if you can afford to have both, have both. I mean, it's not like they're going to cheat on each other um, or you're cheating on one <laughs> with the other. You know, it, it's as simple as one will be your, maybe your tasks, your job. I mean, I, my Google Home is going to probably become more of a kind of business tool for me. Um, it's going to read my emails. It's going to do all that kind of stuff through Gmail and all that. And I know that Lady A can do that, but I'm, I am I mean, I, I only have this one Google Home in the house. And I'm thinking, well, that can be used for that purpose. Uh, Lady A can be used for the smart home and Siri is my music device. Um, you know, it's this, it's, just the way I've chosen to lay it out, but it is it is an incredible speaker, and um, I'm very impressed. I'll be curious to see how you get on with it going forward, because one of the things I did fail to mention is my, and I would be very remiss uh, to to not mention this, and, and I might get in trouble. My mother-in-law actually purchased for me the second-generation Echo, so the one that came out last year. They haven't upgraded that yet, because they, of course, did the dots this year for the Generation 3, but I did get the newest mm. Echo to, uh, to upgrade my original Echo that I've had for a couple of years. And the sound quality on that, I've been very impressed with over the original generation echo, the, the quality, the volume, you know, the, the treble and bass are so good, so balanced, and it just has such a great sound to it. Of course, not maybe a Sonos and, and from what it sounds like, and from what I've understood, even not a home pod, but it's quality is still decent enough you know what i mean and so um comparing that to a home pod i'd be very interested to see that being said the thing that really gets me about the home pod and i know we'll talk about this more as the year goes on because there's rumors about maybe a home pod mini coming out and all that but it still has no real skills or apps per se so there's really a limitation as to what you can do with it well i guess and, and that's true i think that what i would say is that i think that's that will change over time uh, there's a lot of um, so. potential there. I mean, the one thing I didn't mention is, and it, it feels a bit redundant at the moment, really. But you know, if you if you are completely blind and you want to make sure, because there's nothing tactile on this, the, the 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 top of the device is all flat, and you know, you essentially have a touch pad that you can use to navigate, um, which really you have three options, which is to talk to Siri, uh, volume up and volume down. 
But of course, if you don't know what those buttons are, that can be tricky. Well, of course, Apple being Apple, they've built in voiceover. So you've got voiceover built into that. So you've got the ability to reach a hand over, touch the button, make sure you know what you're pressing before you double tap on it. And it works very well. Um, very responsive, very fast. You can muck around with the voice as much as you want as well. Um, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just lovely. A lovely <laughs> little machine. It oozes Apple, doesn't it? it it's it does. like you said that <laughs> that certainty that it's going to be accessible is something that you can't. Uh, there's something about that. It's so comforting. <laughs> I'm being a little snowflake again, but I, no, you know, no. I, it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. I didn't mention it up front, you know, because I think we've got to the stage with Apple. We're exactly. so used to that world being accessible. You know, it would be a case of it would almost be criminal if it didn't. But I was a little bit surprised when I went into the settings. I, I had heard before it had accessibility in it. We'd probably talked about it on the show. But, you know, when you get your own one, you kind of forget. And you're just like, oh, you're so busy enjoying it. Um, I love it as a speaker. It's incredible. And I, I know that in my heart I'll want another one at some point so I can stereo <laughs> pair them. But uh, it is an incredible speaker system. Yeah, um, definitely so- sounds like it from an audio quality point of view. Sounds lovely. Yeah. I want to tell you about something else I got. I mean, I got lots of great things. I got, um, <laughs> you'll laugh at this, I got a, a, a <laughs> desk tidy, right? This is the coolest desk tidy ever because um, it's a cassette tape. And it's a cassette tape, but, right, now hang on, hang on. It's got holes for pens and scissors and all that, and that's beautiful. You're losing me. No, no, stay with it, stay with it. It's a cassette deck, right? It's cassette tape, right? So what naturally will it have in there? Sellotape. Sellotape. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> it that's is clever. Ingenious. Nice. I this I think my wife was a little bit concerned when I opened it how excited I was by it. And she's thinking, if he's excited by this, wait till he sees the home pod. Um <laughs> but yeah, so that was brilliant. Um also got some other great stuff as well. Um but the other thing that, that really stood out for me, um, which I've been using a lot. Now I mentioned before that I'm a bit of a fan of driving my bus in Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Well, driving a bus is fine. But, you know, when you're driving it with a controller, just a standard controller, it's a bit, you know, after a while, it's not realistic. It's not real. So here my wife arrives with a box, and in the box is a steering wheel, pedals, and a gear shifter as well. (sighs) So I now have the full rig out of a car <laughs> in my up, up office upstairs and I am in seventh heaven I've got my country music on my home pod <laughs> I'm driving my bus along I am having chocolates the chocolates in the time. dashboard it's amazing yeah, and let's not forget that's there. with virtual reality helmet as well well this is the thing right so okay the downside is it doesn't work with Grand Theft Auto that's the only problem <laughs> Um, because Grand Theft Auto, although kind of strangely, um, I don't really understand this, but it doesn't really have that capability, right? So, okay, fine. But my wife did buy me uh, Gran Turismo, which is the racing game, and that is a virtual reality driving game. Um, now, that is that blows my mind, because you, you're sitting there, and you, you've got a VR helmet on, and you're able to look around you, and you're inside the car, and, you know, as you're driving, if you want to know if there's a car coming up on your right, you just turn your head and look, you know, just sort of check. And, you know, it's just like driving a real car. Um, Probably. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, <laughs> I know. Um, 
it is interesting at the start of all these games it says the same thing this is not real life please do not drive like this in real life <laughs> I think that's just for me um, but the other game I tried uh, over the past week is The Crew uh, The Crew 2 actually The Crew 2 which is uh, it's an open world driving game a little bit like Grand Theft Auto but without the prostitutes and, and endless murder um, so you know basically you have but it's still um, you driving down the you, sidewalk yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you can drive down the sidewalk if you want, but the people all they do is they say "goodness me" and sort of leap out your way. They're all very lovely, um, so there's no swearing. It's all very pleasant, but it's not about killing people. It's about <laughs> it's about driving sensibly or trying to drive sensibly. And you have this open world, which is a condensed version of the United States, so you can literally drive from New York to LA. Um, wow! And it is. I mean, I, I, last night <laughs> I drove from San Francisco. To, I'm amazed I'm even awake, but I drove from San Francisco to Washington, um, which in the game was, I mean, it's not real, obviously, it's a condensed version, but it was 65 miles. Do you know, even driving 65 miles in a game, that's quite a long journey. Yes. <laughs> Did you have the kids in the back arguing and shouting? Yeah. <laughs> Kicking them out of your seat. Yeah. As my wife's saying that, she's saying, are you coming to bed? It's about three in the morning. Um I'm like, yeah, I'm ne- I'm nearly at Philadelphia. I have no idea if that's correct, but you know, I was just driving, and um, it it was such good fun. It really was, and it's strangely freeing. You know, you just feel like you're sitting there, and of course, I'm sitting on a, a sofa, right? <laughs> so excited about this! I've got my steering wheel there, I've got my pedals, I've got my gear shift, and I've got my arm on the side of the sofa. <laughs> Like I'm hanging it out the window of the car, and I'm just like one hand on the wheel. Oh, it was. It you was needed a fan heaven. in front of you to blow the wind through your wind air. Through oh, air. It would have been amazing. I actually do have a fan. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So no, it was just it, it was it's such a great present, and um, that's one I'll be using a lot. It's one of those things that takes up a huge amount of room in the house. Yes, but. I don't care. I have You'd be no falling care over all. it for months. <laughs> but it is brilliant. So uh, yeah, that was my presence this year. So um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a very good. Christmas. Amazing! You did well as well. Yeah, I did. I did. But uh, one thing I got before Christmas, I mentioned it on uh, the show before, and it's something I want to talk about about because we don't have much time left. I, I, it's amazing. We sat down here with a plan to talk about Christmas presents, and uh, the hour's nearly gone. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I got a Pixel Three. And this was kind of something I've been thinking about doing for a while, is kind of going all in with Google. Uh, because I just think we haven't given it the the due process it deserves when it comes to our reviews and what we talk about. Because I'm always using some no. cheap, nasty phone. Now, the cheap, nasty phones actually do perform okay. And actually, you don't really get that until you get something like a Google Pixel. When you see how it should be, you think, well, it's actually, you know, okay, it's... The other one's not perfect, but it's certainly not as bad. Um, it's not awful. Uh, but using yeah. Pixel 3, and I, I have to say with this, this is me on TalkBack all the way. TalkBack, the screen reader, of course, you know that is on all the time because I, I just can't. With the Android, you can muck around with the visual settings, but it's it's not really worth it for me. So I just I just have everything maxed out. We're past yeah. that now. So yes. you get that. You know, <laughs> I mean, I can barely drive this car legally through you know the state of washington legally I mean, I- <laughs> virtually legally <laughs> i did drive up onto the white house steps um, oh, that was well. my final well i thought it was in washington i may as well <laughs> so i thought i'd pop in and donald ask for a cup of tea um but yeah so aside that uh but yeah the pixel 3 it is a very nice phone um top back was the most interesting thing and i think that's what gets most people it's like how good is it 
how good will it be? Is it as good as iPhone? Um, which is obviously the first question someone might ask. Is it as responsive? No. The answer is yes, and I'd, I'd argue more so. Oh, um, wow. Remember, I've, I've said this before, but there, there are less gestures on a Pixel or on Android phones generally. There are less gestures to learn. Um, you can do more with it with less gestures, essentially. You're only really swiping back and forward and double-tapping. There's not a lot more you can do. There are other contextual menus you can open up to, to get to things. Some omissions as well. I mean, the read-all command is this strange thing. You've got to shake the phone. I don't like that. I, I don't think that works for me. Um, and I fed that back to Google. I'm thinking, I, I don't really want to do that. I, I, the two-finger swipe-down gesture or something similar, even a three-finger swipe-down or something, you know, would, would be better than that. Um, so that's one thing. But no, generally, I am I am using it for the purposes of work. I've, I've got it as a work phone, and I'm liking it. And the biggest change that I've seen... And this is one of those things, because it's Android, you get into tricky water because we say, this is a great feature, and then someone says, well, my phone doesn't have that. And that's either because they're on a different version of Android or you've got a Samsung version of Android. Exactly. And that's the only problem. But the one thing that really stood out for me and, and would would make me now say to someone who was thinking, I don't want Apple, I want something else, I don't want Apple. The thing that would make me say, go for a Google Pixel is this one function. And that is the direct typing on keyboard. This was something you couldn't do on my Moto G5. And I don't know if it's because it was an older version of Android. And this is what I don't know. And I've looked into it. I can't find any information about this. But before, trying to type on these devices was a nightmare. Because you'd have to find the key, double tap it, find the next key, double tap. So typing in Stephen would be find S. S, right? Double tap S. Yeah. Now to T, double tap. And you ha- there was no way to change that. And even trying to find the keyboard to dictate into the phone wasn't very accessible either because you had to go into another keyboard to make that open up. Whereas all that's changed with this new version of Android 9 that's stock on the, on the Google Pixel 3. So you have now the ability to direct type and if you can do that, and I'm quite lucky to be able to do that, you know, I can type without looking at the screen. So that's good. Or if you just if you just roll your finger over the screen, you'll find the dictate button, which is now there. Uh, so I can just, and actually you don't even need to double tap it. You just get to it and let go and it just starts dictation. And very clearly, um, you know that it's, it's recording and you can speak your message. And then, of course, as soon as you hit the dictate button, it'll read it back as you would do with the iPhone. And then hit send. And that's it. And it is really, really nice. And that for me was the that was the clincher for me. It was the first thing I did when I got it. I was like, if I can't type on this It's, it's going back. Finished. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you can and um that settled me right away because I thought, well, I can answer emails and I can do things with it that I couldn't really do before. Um no, I I am impressed. I, I like it. Well, I think you're right as well. We, you know, it's Android is something that I wouldn't say we've been neglecting, but it's it's hard to get a uh, a foundation on because there's so many different devices out there, and you know there are different versions. You you're less likely to find someone running Android Pie on a device, you know, because just the amount, the sheer amount of devices out there, and to be able to compare something against an iPhone, which you know inevitably happens, uh, I think you do need a 
almost top of the line phone uh, like the Pixel 3 or a Samsung S9. So I think this gives us far more scope to be fair with the comparisons. We're going to talk more about that in the new year. Um, you know, I know that Tim, you had previewed we we're going to be talking about, about predictions today um, about the new year uh, in terms of tech. We're not really going to have time to get into all that, but I think that for me, the big prediction will be that we're going to talk more about Android in this show, which I think a lot of people will be pleased about. Um, Chromebooks as well. I want to talk about those. Uh, the new Chrome Slate, a Chromebook, or what's it called? Pixel Slate, that's what they call it. Yep. The Pixel Slate is out. There's the new Google Home Hub. There's lots of tech that's out there at the minute. We're not really on at the moment. And uh, that's that is going to change this year. We're going to be talking about all that. We'll be doing our reviews on Apple Watch. Uh, we're also looking forward to talking about all the lovely Amazon skills. Also, some of the Google capability as well. I think it's important we focus on that this year. Definitely. And, of course, the Siri capabilities. How good is it on the HomePod, really? <laughs> so that's our prediction for what is uh, going to be our show over the next 12 months, or at least up until September before either we all die or uh, we get cancelled. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that is it for us, though. Um, I, I hope your 2019 was good to you. Thank you for uh, listening in again. And uh, you two have a, a joyous week. Thank you. Thank you very much. And remember our podcast, you'll find it on ami.ca, along with lots more besides. Catch you next time. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.